Hey, everybody. Absolutely fantastic episode of the morning show today. It's actually hosted by Clemente. So we give him a little grief. We haze him a little bit, but he does a pretty good job hosting the show for sure. We talk about Pepe and the run that Pepe's been going on. We also talk about some NFT collections like Fuddies, Nakamigos, Azure Bala, and others. Overall, it's a fantastic show. The claim code at the nifty.com slash claim for the free NFT is relic one, R-E-L-I-C, and then the number one. And shout out to our sponsor for today's show, Phantom Wallet, the superior crypto and NFT wallet. Go to phantom.app to sign up. Hope you enjoyed the show. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. What a time to be alive. Happy Cinco de Mayo to all you fellow Mexicans. Happy day indeed. Uh, I'm Clemente, and I'm going to be your host for today. Um, I want to Give, my, give you guys a little introduction in case you don't know who I am. I'm uh, the producer, usually behind the scenes, of the morning show. I'm the head of growth at the Nifty. Um, they called me Carmel Thunder in middle school. Um, my favorite color is blue. I am rocking the, uh, the little Zuki bean on stage. I also like beans on my uh, burrito, burrito as well. Um, yeah, uh, you guys, if you're at wondering why I'm hosting the show today, Pio, I hope it's okay. I tell them. Um, quick yeah, quick little backstory. Also, real quick, I love how you addressed your fellow Mexicans, even though you are not Mexican. No, I so said that's a, that's to, to the Mexicans, to the Mexicans. Um, <laughs> Shout out not to all my, my fellow. Mexicans out there. <laughs> Hold on here. <laughs> but I got to give a little bit of a backstory, Pio, because... Uh, I hope it's your okay racist backstory. Last, Let's hear it. <laughs> last week, last week, Pio essentially pulled me aside. He goes, "Hey, Clemente, um, look, buddy, it's Cinco de Mayo next week. We'd love to celebrate your culture. Can you host the morning show next Friday?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Hey, Pio, I'm not Mexican, but I I appreciate the gesture. Um, but anyways, oh. ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Excited to host today." Um, Let's get to it. We got we got a lot to cover today. This is usually the NFT morning show. We cover NFTs, finance, technology. This week, it's been pretty much the the Pepe show. We might need a little bit of a rebrand there. Um, quick shout out to Pio and Nick, the co-hosts of the show. Um, role models of mine. I'm absolutely crushing it. Uh, just grateful to be here. And the panelists, Signal, Spencer, Kicks, Easy. Uh, and Bunny, just some absolute experts in each their own specific area of expertise. So can't wait to uh, get their takes later on. They're in the all show. racist in their own way, you know. That's my favorite thing about. Them. <laughs> exactly, couldn't couldn't agree more with you with you, Nick. There, um, but yeah, Peel, thank you for for giving me the shot. I hope I hope even when it's not Cinco de Mayo, I can hop in here and, and host sometimes because uh, <laughs> I I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah. Look, guys, um, we're going to cover – actually, there is some NFT uh, speculation and news that I want to touch on. Um, look, I've been pretty much diving in the weeds here and trying to serve up some stuff on the call sheets this week that P.O. and Nick just absolutely fly over. So we're going to surface those now that I have control of the call sheet. P.O. and Nick just blew on right past them. So uh, there's some stuff here that I think is relevant that you guys know, hopefully help you make some – Sweet, sweet cash in case you missed out on the Pepe pump or you're sitting pretty and you don't know what to do with all this money. Um, 
Anyways, and obviously we're going to get into Pepe because there is some big news going into it. Nick calling yesterday that $1 billion was programmed as far as the market cap. It's at $1.1, so can't wait to dive in further, as well as a little bit of FUD or coping on the Twitter timeline from some of your favorite influencers. So that's going to be a big story. Um, but look, I'm going to uh, I'm going to quit yapping my trap here because I'm, I'm rambling here. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm enjoying this. This is this is awesome. One one thing I was curious about, I wanted to ask uh, Signal, what did you uh, what did you think of the the music choice there? Because I the honestly the biggest thing I was nervous about when I was hosting shows like I just hope my music choice lives up to Signal standards. After Nick had that one small mistake when he was playing music last week, Signal just let him have it. So I I'm I'm curious Dude, what I'm you think. So sorry, you you literally have asked me on the one day I didn't listen to the music. I've got an ear infection and I'm trying to minimize noise. I missed all the tracks. I didn't hear listen oh, to one of them. On I'm Queen. so sorry, man. That was a banger. On what? You Queen. missed that on Queen. Uh, what okay, Queen record? The second one. What's that? Radio Queen Gaga. Record. Radio Gaga. Okay. Okay. Followed by. Um, well, I started ain't no, ain't no mountain high enough and then dancing in the moonlight and then radio Gaga and then can't stop by the red hot chili peppers. You played four songs. It was a, it was a mix. So you go, you play a minute 30 of each, uh, you know, DJ deck. Let me tell you that shit ain't easy. Like I'm sitting here being like, I got to take lessons to figure out what to do with this stupid thing. I'm like, okay, I'm, am I going to buy a course? At, am I going to spend like 15 hours this weekend just learning how to literally like move the toggle between two tracks and get it right? Like the, the, the big Nick, I, I have to say the the funniest thing was, uh, was yesterday when we were going through the, or two days and we were going through the, the NFT, the free NFT platform, the app upgrades we were making to the drop and what you were making on the website. When you, when you pulled up YouTube, you, all of your recommended was like, DJing for DJing 101, like how do you spin tracks? It was all DJ content. Dude, you like watch one of those videos and now like your entire suggested thing is sure, buddy. But, yeah. but uh, I have <laughs> to like, oh, you're a DJ now. I have subscribed to all the channels and, uh, you know, that's one step in the right direction. I he got in his head a little too much with Nikki Two Hands. You know, he's now he's like, maybe this is a career path for me. <laughs> I th I'm thinking of just quitting my position in this organization and just moving on to uh, my inevitable DJ career. Get a uh, residency at, at somewhere. 41. The, uh, the, the bio update's got to go from, instead of Signal going from, from coder turned content creator, Nick is a content creator turned DJ. <laughs> they say unattractive middle-aged uh, males are perfect for, for DJ careers. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those DJ guys uh, are kind of awkward looking. Uh, Spencer, is, you were going to say something? <laughs> well, I was going to say two things. One is you can follow in you know, the, the, the steps of, of DJ Denny Diesel, you know, uh, former uh, or actually current Golden Sachs CEO, famous DJ in the Bahamas, you know. And uh, second thing I was going to say was when I joined this morning, I actually heard on the Twitter show first and I was like, oh, Pio's hosting, but he's not. It's Clemente. And the thing is, Clemente, I think you've listened to way too much of this show because you're starting to talk in the cadence that Nick and Pio have adopted for their hosting voice. And it's actually uncanny. It really took me, I was like, oh, like, Pio sounds a little weird today. But like, I wasn't like, oh, this is a different person. And I, I, <laughs> the degree to which the like vocal cadence has homogenized across the three of you 
is like scary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Nick sounds like me though, right? No, no, no it's it's definitely more of a PO thing. The and signal yeah, you guys was look saying, like brothers. When I, like, I mean, PO, happy Cinco de Mayo, then, dude. <laughs> My two favorite Mexicans <laughs> leading the show today, dude. Love you guys. Let, Happy let's get, get the show on the road, right, Clemente. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Well, right, but before we do, uh, we're going to thank today's sponsor, Phantom. Once again, just leading the charge, absolutely nice. crushing it. When it comes to managing your crypto assets, security should be your number one priority. No matter how much they're down, no matter how down your bags are, you still got to protect them. You still got to keep them safe. Okay, they're not down. <laughs> That's why Phantom offers cutting-edge security features to keep your assets safe. With some of the most notable influencers and Web3 professionals getting hacked, Phantom has set out to create a better solution and improve on some of the security issues that many ish users currently have with MetaMask and other subpar wallets. I can't even name another one, to be frank with you. But <laughs> Phantom's browser well, extension and mobile apps offer a transaction simulator prior to completing the transaction to protect you and your valuable assets from phishing attacks. Phantom also supports Ledger Mobile, ensuring your assets are kept secure, even with hardware wallets. Millions of users love Phantom's interface, which makes it easy to preview all transactions and understand any potential malicious activity. Unlike MetaMask and other wallets that I don't know, which can make transactions difficult to decipher and understand, Phantom offers a legible interface that keeps you informed and in control. With Phantom support for multiple seed phrases, you can import and manage all of your wallets in one place without the need to send NFTs or transfer assets. I absolutely love it. But look, if you're ready to upgrade your wallet security while sitting on your fat bag of Pepe, download Phantom at phantom.app and import your ETH wallet for the ultimate NFT experience. I literally called this play to Pep, uh, P.O. I said, uh, I kept texting him multiple times. I'm like, I don't know. Billion seems reasonable here. Thanks for the text, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I, will, I give you captains at three and a half ETH and you don't give me Pepe at three million. Yeah, see, that's the problem, Easy. If you don't give alpha back to the people that give you alpha, that, that well dries up. You know, you gotta you gotta share the love back. I want to apologize. Oh, he will never receive a text again. Next time he sends me a chart, I'm just deleting the message. I've been mentioning it on this show. To be fair, <laughs> Easy's captain's price keeps getting lower. Before you know it, he's gonna be like, I gave you captains at a half. Yeah. My guy is 3.62, <laughs> just because you guys didn't act until like a month later. Right? I bought it immediately. I you sent the text, and without hesitation, I bought it. It was almost at five. No, there was no shot. There was you, no yes, it was. Yes, it was. I remember. I remember when Pio said it. It was like four point eight or something like that, or four eight, four point eight five. We're, we're gonna talk about talking about on the show. Let me, pull like up, let, me pull up, let me pull up. Let me pull up the videos when it's four and lower of me saying this. Let's is get up that ether scan, easy. Let's yeah, get that ether scan. Those were before. We got receipts. We're about to get some receipts here. Yeah, he's pull up. <laughs> Speaking of receipts, I uh, we have an, a, a formal apology to send to someone that that I'm gonna make later on in the show. I was going through some of the, the 420 segment, are they smoking or onto something? And some of the takes we had from some of those tweets, there was this one guy, we'll, we'll get to it, but we essentially let him have it that he said that uh, Pepe was going to get to a 420 million market cap. And we said- I do he, remember. We, we, we had a field day with him, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, weather he report- was smoking though, but it worked out. It worked out. Sometimes smoking he works. He was on uh, fire, dude. He was smoking. <laughs> 
Kicks, are you on the, the weather report today? We're way over no. it, and I'm not selling. It is Signal, the winner. Signal. I'll let you take it away. Let's go. Yeah. GM, GM, everyone. Friday, the 5th of May. Total market volume coming in just under uh, 20 minutes and 19. Those numbers just steadily coming down. Blur at 12.1. Ouch. And uh, OpenSea at 5.3. Wow. Uh, On to leaders. Not much change there. Got Apes sitting pretty at 50. Mutants at 11. And Punks at 55. Azuki holding just sub sub 16. D-Gods up at 8.4. Captains at 7.6. Pudgies just rock solid at 4.2. While Moonbirds down at below mid 2.4 over the past 24 hours blur continues to dominate market volume with 76 percent of volume that's almost 80 percent of the volume still coming from trades while 26 percent is coming from loans the majority of the loans are still borrowed at that lovely zero percent api apy with miladies being the largest loan volume by collection total unique uh lenders sits at around 409 wallets with more than 19,000 ETH loaned out so there's a pretty spectacular numbers for the first week We've been speaking about Pepe, uh, so, I mean, like, yeah, but let's get into it. Pepe obviously has that market cap of, well, 1.2. Uh, it was, like, at number 95. Now it's at number 45 on uh, CoinGecko. And obviously number less than one, two baby. hours Yeah, going straight to number one. And less than two hours ago, Binance tweeted that they will list Pepe and Flocky in the innovation zone, and that trading will open at 4.20 PST. On to Doodles. Doodles announced that every limited edition Pharrell pack will include a pair of physical and Adidas Sambas. These 12 packs will have the Pharrell 50th birthday limited edition green Sambas, while the other 288 will have pastel Adidas human race Sambas. And lastly, Zero N14, sorry, only, Only Force announced a <laughs> it almost got me there. It's been so long I said that name. Uh, Only Force announced they formed a partnership with Horizon Labs. This is the same company, obviously, it helped you go with their ApeCoin, and they were going to also do Gang or Gunnacat Gang before uh, it was pulled. Uh, Only Force was acquired by Old Fashion Research Fund, which is run by the ex CFO of. <laughs> Binance, so people obviously interested in that, but it's sitting pretty at 0.65. On to crypto, we've got BTC just hovering under uh, 30k at 29, ETH at 1.8, Solana at 22, and Ape at 3.7. So it's pretty steady in crypto. Obviously, all the action happening on on altcoin season. Back to you, folks. Hell yeah. Thank you, Signal, for absolutely crushing that weather report. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, there you go, buddy. Thank you, Signal. <laughs> the problem for, is, well, hold on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm just going to fit in. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to fill in what we all need to fill in. A fantastic yeah, weather report as usual. You signal. know what? The, 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 comments are, the, the, the comments are getting to me. They're saying, hey, dude, you sound way too much like Pio. So I'm like, okay, I don't I, read I, the comments. I, they're, don't well, let them get in your head, man. Newsletter. You can subscribe at thenifty.com to get a daily newsletter written by yours truly uh, to be caught up on everything that's been going on in the NFT and broader crypto space in the last 24 hours. Uh, I'm going to try to screen share and read it at the same time. We'll see how this works out. But uh, over, over seven months after their poorly received initial artwork reveal, Azur Bala revealed a little art teaser via a video trailer for what's coming up next for the collection. Um, Dude, I'm going to ape this shit out of this one. Looks good. I The, the teasers look good. No. All right, I can't do both at the same time. Um, President <laughs> Nayib Bukele 
of El Salvador signed the Innovation and Technology Manufacturing Incentive Act, which eliminates various taxes on tech innovations. And this was done to attract tech companies and position El Salvador as a supportive environment for tech innovation. We might need to do a little company trip to El Salvador. The Third Circuit Court ordered the SEC to respond to Coinbase's petition within 10 days. So we might be hearing back from good old Gary Gensler here. And this gives then Coinbase a subsequent seven days to reply to that. Uh, but that those are your three stories from the newsletter. Once again, you can subscribe at thenifty.com to get that to your email sitting pretty every three morning. Stories. Well, the, the, it was four. It was four. Nick, four press. If you read, <laughs> it was <laughs> happening. <laughs> if you read the call sheet, you would see that there were more. I didn't want to repeat it, um, oh, okay. so let's clear that up. Uh, <laughs> it's his show, Nick. It's my show. I'm sorry. Um, what I want to start up before we jump into this Pepe madness, I want to actually cover some of the the top news stories from NFT projects that we've seen. Because I think they've flown under the market, uh, under the radar a little bit with so much attention on Pepe. Um, first, easy. I want to throw to you and and talk fuddies because I saw they minted yesterday. I don't know too much about them, but I just saw them all over the the Twitter timeline. I didn't know what to make of the art. I didn't know what to make of of this chain that they're on. Dumpster fire in the entire world. Please break it down because it it sounds juicy. So yeah, uh, it was the first SWE marketplace project. That launched so clutchy is the marketplace for sui and what happened there was they did a test net mint the test net did not have a mint button so that collapsed like the first part but funny is the way that it actually is working is like they've basically just openly said like we're gonna rug like you mint we're gonna take your money it's gonna become a community project we're gonna go on vacation they're just like playing into the fud but because sui is so new they minted the very first day that mainnet went live it was a dumpster fire. Clutchy, the launch pad that launched it, uploaded the wrong whitelist. So people that were in tier three whitelist got tier one benefits. So they got to mint three. People in the tier one whitelist couldn't mint. So it was already off to like an Yeah, some of them start. couldn't even mint easy. Yeah. Bunny submitted his wallet four times and wasn't able to submit. So he's still upset about it, still angry. Uh, and then after that, once they sold out, they were not able to buy or sell them on secondary. So people were listing them extremely cheap to like play into the FUD. Somebody listed one for 0.69 SWE, which is like four cents after paying 90 for it. But because the launch pad was so new, they couldn't delist. So this person had it listed there for a 99% loss and was going crazy in the Discord. It's like, I can't delist. I was just trying to be funny. This is bullshit, like freaking out. And so like this was like the perfect shitstorm for FUDDies, like a project about FUD. And uh, eventually they were able to like, rally back obviously they played into like the whole the founder died they tweeted right after sellout they were like yep founder just passed away uh we're selling the project highest offer and then it's like largely a joke but it was uh just them playing into this whole thing it was that, that sentence was wild obviously they played into the whole the founder died thing. <laughs> in, what, in what industry sir do we operate where that's a sentence that makes any amount of sense because there's been like alone six you times. said in stride as though it's like yeah yeah you know just the founder it's just, it's just, yeah, as as happened classic typically the classic you know as we've come to expect is, from every totally great historic nft in our wallets every single one of us up here were just like oh yeah no like we've heard that one before 
Good old knee slapper. <laughs> it didn't even pause for that. Founder died. Totally normal industry. Like founder's dead. Community project. What happened next? <laughs> next, next page. <laughs> uh, easy is is there a is there a potential play here? I mean, I saw they minted out at ninety five Sui, which I looked at the price twenty five dollars. Yeah, is now they're currently sitting at they're a little bit over mint price. Are you are you touching this a fuddies with a ten foot pole or b are you getting into Sui at all? I and possibly yeah, so could I have a run founder there. from this. He's like a big trader. Rain, um, he gave me a lot of spots, so I minted. Uh, still hold it. I mean, for me, it was just like I'm gonna buy this to support the guy and just kind of sit on it. I think Sui is interesting. The OG Facebook devs that were making the chain for Facebook that officially went like they pivoted ways from that. Half that team went to Aptos, the other half went to Sui, and that was kind of like the the big discrepancy. My issue right now though is like there's a pretty long unlock period for Sui. And there's only 5% of circulating tokens. So, like, I think that the token play is more interesting than the NFT play. But, dude, at this point, there's no possible way SWE NFTs could get any worse. Like, after what went down yesterday, it could it can only go up. Like, quite literally can only go up. Do you, <laughs> yeah, Bunny, I see you have your hand raised. Uh, anything to jump in here with? So, <clears throat> just for some context, easy. The dude who meme listed at 0.69, he actually wasn't FUD listed. He participated in the Dutch auction. He paid two seventy. Jesus. Oh yeah, so he lost a lot. Yeah, that's so gnarly. All right, uh, I want to move on to the next piece, and this is something, guys, that I've been I've had on the call sheet for the last four days, and Pio hasn't touched it with a ten foot pole. Um, <laughs> I want to talk Nakamigos for a brief second. I want to get you guys' take. Does this mean anything? I want to provide some a little bit of context. So Nakamigos on April nineteenth tweeted. As we all know, Nakamigos are half of the story. The next part coming for holders later this year. And then on Monday, they tweeted this out. Uh, there were two types of speculation of it. Uh, the first one was ties to Jack Butcher's Opepin. The second one was potential ties to 10KTF. Um, am I out to lunch on it, as Pio would say? Or do you guys make anything of this? Or are we just moving past Nakamigos at this rate? Here's here's the thing. is like This is, this is a playbook. Right, the playbook is you, you you build off of the associations that other people give you, and and this is kind of you know we saw Goblin Town do this where like if you see you know a Beeple tweet about you like suddenly now you're like playing into the Beeple narrative, right? You're playing into the 10KTF narrative when you see the 10KTF thing, and it's like maybe it's true, but but it them tweeting something like this doesn't make me think that that's more true. Right. right, because that's them just playing into the narrative that's been given to them. And the truth of the matter is, I think if it was any of the bigger groups, they would have, we would have known more. The other thing also is, people doesn't tweet about the projects he's actually involved in. Like this is, there's a long history of him not doing that. Right, like when was the last time you saw like a, or if he does, it's very on the nose. It's not cryptic, right? Like when was right. the last time you saw him do a 10KTF tweet? A lot of us are pissed off about that, Spencer, and it'd be really no, I know. if you could just pump those bags, you know? But, but feel- people will pump random bags. People will p- pump, like, the shit coins of NFTs. People will not pump, like, his actual shit, and that makes me not think it's people, right? It could, it could still be, but I think you see the hype and excitement die down, and so they're just praying, you know, swinging for the fences, right? Oh, like, we're Jack Butcher. We're people. We're whatever, right? Like, 
I think that this is baseless. I think this is silly, and I think this is like the type of thing in the space where it just, I don't know. I, I think that like, and, and maybe maybe this is a 10x from here, right? I've been skeptical about a lot of stuff that the yeah. 10x is, but I just I just don't see it. There, well, there's 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 crazier stuff you can go for. Yeah, not, now I see why Pio didn't want to cover it. Um, <laughs> Pio, I, yeah. I know you want to jump in. Please do. No, I, I don't want to talk about Nakamigos. <laughs> I hate talking about Nakamigos. I've hated it. What does a Nakamigo cost right now? 0.22 ETH. I don't like it. Like my my position is I don't like it when people make bullshit and then and like the market like loves that. And it's like literally just so like four like dudes can make like money. And and one of them is probably the guy that did uh MFers. And so I'm just like, I'm not, I, I'd rather like Luca and Frank and uh, Memeland CEO and us, you know, generate revenue so we can continue to propel our actual, you know, organizations that are trying to push the space forward, forward. I don't like like, you know, it had good vibes, bro. It had like, I like the vibes of Nakamigos, bro. Like I'm good on that. Be- beautifully what said. What on Pepe though? I also hate. Pepe, because like it's it's even worse. It's it's four letters on on like a, a on a contract. But I don't know. Pepe. I don't know. Pio uh, Clemente is like Santa Claus, bringing us all this joy, and you're like the Grinch who stole Christmas, hating on our Pepe, hating on our Nakamigos, hating on all the fun Degen things. If you're not here for some shitcoin to pump a hundred X and to watch us fade it live on the show. Not me. Like, I don't know what you're here for. Why? Why are you even in this space? You I should go to the build things. Home. Go to Web Two, bozo. <laughs> exactly. Go hang out with the VCs at Web Two and get the hell out of here. I also like how now because Nick holds a a minimal <laughs> amount of Pepe. He's like the old pro. Well, like every time Pepe's brought up, he's like, "Yeah, man, should have listened to me, bro." You know, it's like Nick. When I bought Pepe back in the day, you should have seen. I was a varsity seen. quarterback, OG Pepe holder. <laughs> Two years. You young whippersnappers don't know what the OG Pepe holders were like. Two yeah. weeks ago, I I'm Nick, you bought one of the most active members of that community, dude. You bought point one ETH of Pepe. Am I correct about that? I bought like hundred fifty dollars worth. It's now four thousand, and I'm, <laughs> I'm and I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. That's ridiculous. Because I'm just like I made eight thousand on it in twenty four hours, Jeez. dude. <laughs> It's it's so difficult right now because I'm like, what Dude, if it is the next, win. next Doge? Dude, like, what if it overtakes Bitcoin? Should I not be, you know, holding on to this so that I can become like a Bitcoin billionaire style with Pepe? Is this not the next massive blockchain? Here's that the thing. Is you I'm became, to I, you I turned yourself into a maxi. If you sell now, you're like betraying a part of yourself. You're locked in, dude. You're locked or in on this. Like, I guess I gotta risk the four grand that literally just dropped in my in my lap because it's you gotta not, ride that for a 10x from here. You gotta go for 10 billion. Grand, you know? You gotta turn that to 40. You know, the thing I, that I I, I'm ride. really looking for is I'm looking for the first person to mint uh, a CryptoPunks derivative on the Pepe chain. <laughs> that would be <laughs> bonus points if it's a copy paste of ordinal punks. Well, I mean the, the 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 development team over at Pepe Chain is just absolutely massive, as far as I can tell, and so I'm just very excited about uh, you know I mean, those frogs. 
Mr. Yellow says thing. it's not a chain. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> All right. Uh, w- before we, we jump into the Pepe Madness, I want to cover one last story in the uh, that I think is relevant to cover in the, the NFT world. Uh, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on Azurbala's new art. Uh, they tease it a little bit. I, I want to get uh, Easy's take on this just because you've been working hard on the Bodagos aspect of it. Uh, what do you think of this new rebrand that they're doing? Their art council consists of OSF, Mando, uh, the, our very own Brian Brinkman, and uh, the artist from Smilesverse. Uh, any any thoughts here, Easy, as you look at that trailer? It's definitely art, Clemente. <laughs> that, that's it? <laughs> no, nothing else? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's, it's a better than what they had last time, if that's... Much. This doesn't um, this doesn't move the needle for you though. Not really. I mean, I like Jenkins of Valet. I like what they're doing, but like, I'm not a huge like. I don't know. I guess you could say I'm not like a diehard art maxi. So for me, I'm not like. This blows my mind. You know, I think it's cool. I think I'm grateful that they switched up the art because previously, it wasn't it, Chief. The the biggest uh, Nick, but before I actually want you and Pio because you guys have had experience with with the ETH PFP aspect of it and, and that's been its whole whole journey but seven months it took them from the initial art launch that they did on end of September their floor was sitting at 0.6 ETH we're about to we're gonna hit a year literally before the first PFP drops from when like I think our art started in June last year which was late uh and that was due to uh a personal challenge uh but in terms of um i remember uh, wanting to get started in april um before my life fell apart and just crumbled <laughs> let's talk about that for a moment so the emotions that i was feeling at that moment in time clemente thanks for asking <laughs> <laughs> i removed him that was me clemente doesn't he's not uh you know clemente he's not ready to remove <laughs> So, so in all seriousness, uh, getting a PFP right is very tough, especially for the Azurbala team, you know? And I think that um, for, for us, it's been difficult as well. But, you know, if you're looking for perfection, I think what we end up dropping is going to uh, make people excited. In all seriousness, look, the Azurbala art looks better, far better in, in the sense that, like, the stroke style that they use and everything else feels on the nose. The thing that I don't like is that it's humans like that, or that, that it's, that's human like characters. And those just generally don't do well other than what clone X, maybe no, well, clone Meta X. heroes did really well. No, no meta heroes oh, were like true. yellow skin, green skin, blue skin, like Fair at enough. that time, which is 2021, that collection did exceptionally well. I think it's too early to say, uh, whether these humanoids are a bit too human uh, or they're more like alien-like, the floor will tell you what the market you know, eventually leans to. But like, guys, that's a massive improvement on what was there before. And I think right now it will just come down to how they market and, and like, <laughs> sorry, how they market and then roll out uh, the rest of the um, collection. Sorry, Clemente just brought up a picture of the old, uh, as I, uh, the, like the old art and it's just... Uh, it's just incredibly bad and funny at exactly the same time, which is why I was giggling. But uh, go on, guys. This is this is this is a massive improvement. 
Oh, for sure. And uh, I'm not surprised that it took seven months because it was a start over from scratch scenario. And seven months will fly by in that scenario. And uh, getting the PFP thing right, there's just a lot of pressure on putting out a PFP because you're essentially putting out a product. And the only, like the product is singularly how it looks visually. And you want to absolutely nail that. And you have to take into account who the buyers are. Right, because it's not like like you have a very specific audience that's going to buy this thing, and uh, yeah, you need to operate in a way that's going to make people say like, oh, oh man, these things look good. There should be not only enough volume to sell out the primary collection, but enough volume to generate a ton of excitement on the secondary too. So, um, I was actually and also at, at tie a- into the story, like and 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 like tie into their world. This is a whole world they're building. So it's not just like the PFP collection. This is going to be a huge part of how their universe is built. So uh, I think for the direction that they were going in uh, when they previously announced the uh, old collection, this seems this seems much more um, much more on theme and much more what I would have expected. Absolutely. I want to hear from Spencer on this too. But what I was going to say is I was actually at a little NFT gathering last night and it was primarily artists in the space. And they were asking me about, you know, the market for NFTs and stuff. And I had to clarify, I was like, do you mean like the fine art market? And they were like, yeah. And the way I kind of break it down is like, you got basically a, a growing market of gaming, right? And we've been talking about this for a long time, but I think now we're actually seeing the, the, like the real substantive growing market of gaming, then to me, the PFP market is is kind of like the startup side, the business side, right? So as soon as you put out a PFP, it's like a business thing. Then you can talk about the fine art market. So when you talk about building a PFP thing, it's like a really important thing for your business. When you're in the PFP business, you're in the business of digital identity and community, and there's a lot that goes into it. So seven months is not that long. Uh, Spencer, you had unmuted. Did you have a comment on this? Yeah, I mean, you guys missed the number one humanoid project. Or there's two humanoid projects that are that are top of the charts, which are um, uh, 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 CryptoPunks. Well, oh, three. You got Diods, you got Azuki, yep. and you got CryptoPunks, right? So I would say one of the more interesting trends of the last like unit of time is like the flippening of animal PFPs. Uh, kind of like you, you got to see like three of the top. I don't know. Five board apes is the only one kind of hanging on there for the for the animal adjective category in the top cat- top set. I'm not saying that animal adjective isn't a bad meta, but it's interesting to see that the humanoid projects have actually done quite well mm-hmm. in the last unit of time. And so, whereas in the past I may have been like bearish uh, for that, um, I actually think that that it's 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 no longer seen as such a negative signal. And if you listen to Frank's school of thought, Frank is super bullish, the humanoid thing. He just thinks it's easier to do uh, kind of branding, et cetera, with humanoid figures. So I'm curious to see Ajrabala make that shift. Uh, But I also wonder if it puts them in more direct competition with some of the bigger, harder to compete with brands. You know, we've talked a lot about the difficulty of competing with something like Azuki, right? Any anime project that's come out so far is just an Azuki clone and whatever, and they're, they're just going to look in Azuki's shadow. Right. So I think this is one of the challenges um, is uh, of humanoid stuff is, is, is you know you got to be up there with punks, Azuki and D gods, and that's a tough kind of cadre to compete with. As as an art connoisseur, I'm kind of offended Pio didn't invite me to whatever uh, VIP event he was at last <laughs> night. Didn't think I was qualified. Uh, d- didn't you do something else last night? Yeah. 
<laughs> that was because I wasn't invited. Well, don't worry. I have some events going on tonight and tomorrow night as well. So, like, just don't don't worry about those, man. Really important people I'm going to be with uh, each of those evenings. Spencer, there you go. Uh, I know you mentioned that the competition to Azuki. We saw how the Western Azuki ended up doing uh, here. Y'all Zuki, please. <laughs> oh, it lost. It lost. A, it lost another digit. Y'all Zuki. Is that easy? A, That's what they were calling them on the timeline. Y'all Zukis. Point zero zero seven. Or point zero zero four seven floor price, uh, tough, tough there. Uh, but look, I'm gonna move on to Pepe because uh, we have a lot to cover there, and the title of the space is is all about Pepe. I don't want to keep keep uh, clickbaiting people, but quick update, uh, kicks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but last time I checked, this was at a one point one billion dollar market cap. It's up about seventy percent over the last twenty four hours. Am I right on that? Almost a hundred. Holy shit. Um, yeah, the biggest catalyst, it was basically just a piss missile up once Binance and KuCoin announced this morning that they will list Pepe and Floki in the innovation zone of their I just exchange. Sold some. You just sold some. I sold 1.85 ETH. Well, there we go. Nick locking Probably in some gains. Um, but the, the very first thing I want to do is, uh, like I was saying earlier, we need to issue a public apology on behalf of the Nifty. I'm going to very quickly just play a clip of our segment from 420, which was, are they smoking something or onto something? And uh, here's what Nick and the crew had to say about this person uh, saying they were um, expecting Pepe to reach a 420 market cap. And billion worth of Pepe, but not taking any profits until 250 million market cap Call me crazy, but I'm convicted. I don't give a fuck. Who are these people? They're clearly smoking. You will crack, be dude. convicted for smoking whatever you're smoking. That's what's that's what's happening here. That's a good wow. joke by Easy. I mean, I'm, I stand by thanks my for the play by play. So I, I want to issue an apology to this person. Uh, we we received an update on where they were at now. Not only did they keep that bag that has 10x since then. Uh, <laughs> and that bag is worth over, I believe, $125,000. They got in on the turbo pre-sale. Oh, <laughs> my three, God. 3,000X, and it's currently worth about $150,000. So uh, not that this person needs it, but uh, an apology from everyone here at the Nifty. Um, but let's I, I did see that, that I didn't realize that was the guy we were referring to. I did see his success, back-to-back -back successes. Congratulations to whoever that is. You deserve it. You know? I have no apologies to give. I'm very <laughs> glad that you made money on that. I still think whatever you're smoking is extremely strong. <laughs> that's the only way that you could have that conviction. Negative $150 in the bank account when that was tweeted. And they held that I got, I got $3,600 going towards rent, baby. <laughs> So I, I hope know. that person uh, retains hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank account because I do believe that the archetype of people uh, that are gambling on shit coins, a lot of times it's like the profits go towards paying the credit card bill and stuff. And it's like now that you made $300,000 and it's not like you're a CPA or something, right? You, you just you pressed a couple buttons over a three-week period and you made 300,000 bucks. Let's uh, let's keep that bank account afloat now. Let's not run it back down to negative 150. Well, could, no no round-trip Randys. No round-trip yeah. Randys. Kicks, I want to get your thoughts on this. I 
there were some some Twitter timeline uh, action going on, basically comparing Pepe getting listed on Binance to when Shiba was listed on Binance. And this is the chart from back when it was listed. Essentially, when that was announced, the market cap went from $1 billion to $13 billion. At any indicators on on is is that a leading indicator of what might happen over the weekend what Holy kind of a, how are you how are you reading this right now yes well, I, I, think nick, I think nick is sweating his sale a little bit here um you know after he didn't get this information before he hit the sell button i mean dude like this it, here's the thing it, it it's it, this is entirely possible now 2021 was a different environment right both in terms of just what was happening with crypto if you look at this timing right here this is what may Right. So this is when crypto, right. like we had a double top in 21, right? This was like the initial top of crypto. So this is when Bitcoin went up to like 60 ETH, went up to close to four, and then we had a massive pullback, right? So there was, there was also kind of a massive liquidity timing in, in, the, in the overall markets, not just crypto, like equities and everything like that, right? So there was a lot of liquidity at play to drive it up to that fact. But I, I still don't think that like, you can say, oh, the top is in on Pepe because it's $1 billion. Like in two and a half weeks, this has gone to a billion dollars. In two and a half weeks, this is getting listed on Binance. This is getting listed on KuCoin. It has 100,000 holders, right? There's a lot of people that are still very, very yeah. bullish on it. It also has incredible distribution is what, from what I've read. Now, maybe there was some multi-walleting going on or stuff like that. But like Shiba and Dogecoin, they had very high concentrations in in some wallets in they also in multi-sigged a bunch of like the liquidity and team tokens so there's not like a massive potential for like insider dumping which is a big yeah there's only process. like four people that hold more than one percent of this token so i mean it, at, at the end of the day this is lightning in a bottle it's it's been captured it's it's happening right you can't call it a shit coin anymore it's over a billion dollars it's officially it's a shit coin people. it's it's a high market cap <laughs> shit coin I, I, you, you you can't tell me what I can do kicks, and I want you to know that this is a shit coin. This is a shit coin of exceptional quality, but let's not let's call a spade a spade, right? This is not is it, is, an is ecosystem right for coin? development for you know the future of no. This is a shit coin. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's a good shit coin. It's a shit coin. It's probably sticking around at this point. But are we gonna call this not a shit coin? No, no. I can't. I There's, can't call it a shit coin after what it did anymore. It's it's the coin. Because oh, like, is yeah. Dogecoin a shitcoin? Is she yes, yeah. yes, there are three coins in the world. There are yeah. ETH, Bitcoin, and shitcoins. This is how it works. Well, okay, well, I respect right next you to uh, Bitcoin because both have made generational wealth over an extended period of time. Um, so, to be clear, I still have money in uh, Pepe. I didn't sell all of it. I have six hundred dollars remaining in Pepe, uh, apparently. <laughs> So this could go to six thousand, and your boy is paid multiple months of rent, uh, and so I'm very excited about the potential here um, and the future of Pepe being worth fifteen billion. I have been wondering about that. My question is: is like, how do we get like, how do we end up at the next level? And like, what what More does people buy than sell? Okay, I appreciate that, kicks. Thank no you. <laughs> so. Not even um, more people. More money goes on the buy side than the sell side. So even so more granular. You you need more money to come in. You need mm. more people to come in. Okay. Yeah. Chinese but, retail. Mm. Once mm. once the Asian market wakes up. Chinese retail is already in it. Yeah. Once China wakes up, it's game over. 
<laughs> and do you think that the Mexicans are going to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo by just buying a bunch of Pepe? You know, I heard El Salvador is actually changing it to Cinco de Pepe. And uh, there's really nothing you can do about that, right? Margaritaville has just announced that they're accepting Pepe for drinks today. So uh, it should actually be pretty bullish. That's, right. shit. That's utility. Maybe it's not a shit coin after all. I mean, Clemente, I think, I think the thing is when you look at this in terms of crypto, right? This is the crypto dream. This is why everybody gets into crypto. People aren't in NFTs to turn a thousand dollars into fifteen hundred bucks. People aren't in crypto to turn a thousand dollars into fifteen hundred bucks. You can go to the stock market to do that, right? Everybody in crypto, or at least ninety percent plus, are chasing the dream. And this is the dream. If you think about it, there's ninety thousand to a hundred holders, they're all up. Like think about that. There is a hundred thousand people holding that are up. And a lot of these people not in a negative way, were average kind of Joes before. They were just trying to make it. They maybe had two ETH in their wallet, right? There's some people that had two ETH in their wallet. They put an ETH in, and now they have 20 ETH. When you think about this kind of like wealth generation effect and what it does to the rest of the crypto space, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. And you got to think that this is net bullish. Even if it's a shitcoin, this is net bullish for whatever the next couple of years hold because it's such a liquidity generation event and it's pulling so many people like back in. So, I mean, I, I dude, here, you know, if you didn't buy it at all, if you bought it and you sold it like me, if you bought it and you're still holding it, I think a lot of people can look at this and be like, Hey dude, this is cool for, this is cool for the space. Some people don't like that tape. Uh, here's the other thing too, that I think this is showcasing is something that people forget, which is the incredibly much larger amount of liquidity that there is in the coin market than there is in the NFT market. But this isn't necessarily bearish for NFTs, right? That's a mistake I think people make is they'll look at this and be like, oh, why would I trade NFTs when look at look at what shit coins can do, look at what coins can do, et cetera, et cetera, right? One of the biggest, strongest theses that I have on the NFT space, and I think most people should have, is that one way to look at NFTs is as multi-stage coin drops, right? So you grow an NFT, you grow an NFT, you grow an NFT, you do an airdrop of a token, and that token now has this company behind it to give it basis, right? And this is, I think, what we'll see a lot more in the next cycle. And going back to something we kind of jumped over that was in uh, your, your call sheet at the beginning, Clemente, was uh, the Oni Force Horizon Labs news. Yeah. I think this is bigger than people realize. Yeah. Do you realize what this means, folks? This is the ex-CFO of Binance bought a company, then partnered with the group that did ApeCoin. Like, how, I don't know how else to spell this out for you guys, <laughs> but what do you think they're working on is a coin. What do we think is going to do with that? I don't know. It, do I think the ex-CFO of Binance can pump a shit coin? Yeah. I, think I, I think they can, right? <laughs> and that's <laughs> offshore too, right, right Spencer? So it's not a U.S. company. Yeah, OFR is not a U.S. company. I think uh, Oniforce when they bought it was. I've heard rumors it may be getting re-domiciled which maybe is part of the reason too we haven't heard so much from them right now is they're trying to avoid those U.S. regulations. Right. Oh, so I don't I'm know sure. what domicile means, but that sounds kinky. So you know, I'm in on that. <laughs> oh, that's my kink for sure. Um, <laughs> you never watched Breaking Bad kicks. You know, this is my domicile, bitch. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, they're definitely re-domiciling. If, the, if you're the former CFO of Binance and you bought an NFT project, you're not going to domicile it in the United States. Do you, yeah. Spencer, so I, I saw this news late, uh, like four hours later, uh, and, and I was like, holy shit, Oni Force has to be up like 30%. 
it didn't move at all. And I went into the yeah. Medium article, I read it, and and I saw that they were very careful about their their wording, which was kind of interesting. They they said essentially that it was meant to foster community growth and future developments for for the community, but nothing about a token. Do you think that was intentional? And B, do you think that's partially why the floor didn't pump for Oni Force on this announcement? Yeah, I mean, look, like you see the anemic volume in NFTs generally right now, right? Like here's kind of my view of the space is, is if you have a long-term thesis on NFTs, now is a good time to pay attention to announcements that seem interesting and make actions based on that because the market isn't going to do it, right? Like these, this is something where I agree in the last, in, you know, it, there's many periods of time in the last two, three years where this announcement would have pumped the price of Oni 100% or more, right? But we're not in that moment right now. If you believe, though, that that liquidity and that environment returns, then this is the market mispricing. The market mispricing is, oh, this should have pumped X amount, but it's really an announcement of an announcement that's probably not coming till the next bull market, right? So I think this is one of those things you look at and you say, okay, if I'm comfortable holding six to 18 months to 24 months to however long it takes for this to play out, like this is something that has just shown its hand and everyone was so distracted by Pepe that they didn't look over and say, holy shit, I'm underexposed to the literal CFO of finances project that is now working with the ApeCoin creators. Like, I, just, I don't know how you don't look at that and be like, oh, this didn't move. Well, like that, but, but, you know, the counterpoint here is that that didn't move the price. Right. And we're in an environment right now where unless you're Yuga, but even Yuga, right. Like, I don't know how much, like I was surprised too. heavy metal didn't move on the recent Yuga heavy metal tweets. Right. And when was the last time you saw a Yuga asset not move on a Yuga tweet? Like it, this is kind of the environment we're in. And this is one of the, you know, you could look at this either ways, right? One way is, NFTs are dead. They're never coming back. And things. And, and now is the time when that is the most apparent. It's not an unreasonable take. You know, that's that's a reasonable call. The other one is, okay, people, market participants are so bored, so distracted, they're off meme coining and they're missing the things that actually move the needle. And, you know, over a longer time horizon, that mispricing will get resolved. And if you have that firm conviction, right? Like this, And this is generally the thing about trading markets is if you look at a market and you say, I think the market is mispricing this and will correct it over time, that's when you buy, right? If you look at this and you say, I just think this will go up because it'll go up, I don't know, right? But you, like, if you have a thesis right. of like, this is mispriced and it's going to correct over time, that's that's the thing you should look for. And that's the thing, you know, I think about that, about the nifty portal NFT too, right? Like it's on an 1155 contract. How many people are just ignoring it because it's not on Blur, right? But look at what you guys have been delivering, the videos, the free NFTs, all this stuff, like, like, I don't know, like it feels like the market didn't move the way it should have based on that. And I don't think that that is for lack of the quality of the project. It's just a reflection on the market environment we're in. And I, I'm excited about, I'm excited about that too. It's like, what, what can you look at now where it's like, oh, right. this would have been obvious in a, in a more active market, but when the market picks back up, it will be obvious in hindsight. And this is where people will gravitate when the market picks back up. And I think this is what you see too about the shift down in certain projects, right? Is like, okay when the market picks back up, are people aping Clonex? Are they aping doodles? I don't know. And that's, that's the thesis that's like, okay, that's why they're down in price now is because people don't believe there's a narrative there in the next market. Yeah. This is where like, yeah, end of rant, but love, no, love it's it. a good rant. And, and real quick, we should disclose you do own our NFT and uh, Oni Force as well. However, I wholeheartedly agree with you on the take on Oni Force and for it to be at 0. 0.6754, so 1300 bucks right now um, is very interesting to me. But I, if I bought it, I would have to understand that I have to wait 
to see the price appreciation and that there's a chance that it'll pull back to a half ETH or something. Like it's not a guarantee it holds this. Anyway, go ahead, Clemente. Yeah, the, the only thing I've, and, and easy, you've mentioned this a little bit, is essentially that that your your rolling thesis and correct me if I'm wrong is that people a, a lot of NFT native people have come into Pepe have made a fat bag are going to take profits at some point and they're going to roll it into NFTs at some point whether it's next week whether it's next month what do you that, think that piece depends like because theoretically right now I think the bigger thing that's happening here is that this creates another net new opportunity for new market participants in crypto in general. That's like the bigger thesis that I have is because when you see coins like this and my grandma Gertrude asking about what is this frog coin? Did you buy it? And I have to break grandma Gertrude's heart by telling her, no, I missed generational wealth once again. As soon as like retail starts to hear about this and you have friends asking like, how do I buy this? It's not on Coinbase. What do I do? That's when it's like, okay, this is like getting a lot more legs. Like I was talking to PO and Nick yesterday and I was like, I bet you right now, if I did those Disney interviews that I did back in January and everyone's response was Dogecoin as name another crypto besides Bitcoin, I bet you I'd have a handful, if not two full hands of people saying Pepe because it is growing at such an, an alarming rate. When you go onto Reddit, which tends to be a lagging social indicator for like the crypto market, because it is a much slower moving like message board. Yeah. A lot of them are talking about individuals who have turned $27 to a million, $50 to 500,000. And when you start seeing those stories cycle, after that, you typically get even more conversation from like the general press. And as this gets on to other onboarding stuff, it gives a lot of very interesting things for like more market exposure. So would it shock me if crypto.com or Coinbase listed this? Not at all. But that's, in my opinion, where we're much closer to the top. Yeah. And it's just the, the thing with, with NFTs, for example, is like when the price of a board ape goes up to 100 ETH, the number, uh, like the total addressable market decreases of people that can actually get exposure to this because they're priced out. But when this, the price of it goes up, the addressable market of it or the people that want to participate in it goes up and they can still get exposure because they can put in 20 bucks and call it a day. Um, look, guys, I'm going to be honest. This morning when I was prepping the show, I was like, I don't have exposure to this. I was about to buy and then I look and it cost me $50 to buy 500 bucks of this thing. Uh, do am, am I crazy for wanting to buy at this rate? Easy. Wait till an exchange if you want to get in. Finance covers listing fees. Crypto.com's okay. announced that they're going to be listing it. You don't pay gas when you buy there. So that's the thing. Like That's truly where retail gets involved. Signal, you you bought yesterday. Am I mistaken? Did you buy yeah. before... You bought before the two listings were announced, so you're, you're in the green. I'm in the green on this, but I have to say the gas, like paying that gas is just painful for how much that it, like that, how much it is. You obviously have to, you know, take that into account, but you know, I've been sitting on, I've been sitting on the fence for so long. I've literally like got splinters in my bum. So, and I just got bored of, uh, not participating in the market. And like, this is where momentum is. I took a really small play on this. I'm just like, just take a really small, like less than a hundred dollars, put it into Pepe. Let's see what happens. I've made a couple of other meme coin bets as well. And you know what? It's fun. And these are amounts that I'm happy to lose. Uh, but I also know this is like pure DJ gambling, but enjoy it while it's here. Uh, and I'm just going to move where the capital is. I think, you know, kicks kept on saying this like earlier in the year, it's like, uh, don't look for what we looked for last time. You got to look for the new thing, and you just got to be like, "Well, I've 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 made the mistake of just not being adaptable to everything and trying anything." Uh, and that doesn't mean I'm gonna 
like split my focus and jump everywhere. Like, you know, Easy's hyper. He can go everywhere at the same time. And I, I think he has a twin or something. But like, I'm just going to like choose my best, try this new stuff. If it happens, it happens. And and, and also you, you just like, I'm just learning more about meme coins, how they move, how they're completely separate to the rest of the market as well. Like this, like this stuff just doesn't care about other factors that perhaps NFT, like other external factors that perhaps, uh, that perhaps NFTs care about. Um, and while the NFT market is quiet, I think, yeah, there's potential interesting place to be made right now or whatever you want to be buying, whether that's art, whether that's uh, uh, projects with tokens, there's definitely opportunities to make WEATH offers. But is this like, is this, are we still going down? Are we still going to have a lull in summer? Personally, I think there's still more room for us to go down on the NFT side. So I'm happy to wait for some prices to adjust. And, and, and in the meantime, take those splinters out and have some fun on uh, meme coins. And we, we just got a little additional news uh, that we didn't catch earlier is that crypto.com is also listing Pepe now. Uh, it, one of the things that Sigma, <laughs> you, you, we're getting a live look at Nick rebuying the bag that he sold. Um, Kicks and and Consigna, you brought up learning about about meme coins and and how they work along this progression that they go when when price goes up. They moved their forty seven million dollar treasury to a multi sig wallet yesterday. Kicks was that to uh, meet the requirements to be listed on some of these major exchanges? You're muted. You're muted, buddy. That would be my guess. I'm I'm like. And not positive, but that was a lot, what a lot of people were speculating on Twitter, and it makes sense. I mean, part he just what happened. Here oh. we go. Here we go. <laughs> You're back, buddy. Like now? You're back. Am I here now? Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I think part of that uh, could be to meet requirements. Also, maybe some of that money uh, they have to like loan to exchanges to um, to like seed the liquidity on those exchanges. I, I'm not super super. Uh, informed on that, but like I definitely saw people on Twitter like speculating yesterday that right. that's why the multi sig was being set up, and then today we saw all of these um, exchange being an uh, exchange listings being announced. So it makes sense. The the very last thing I want to cover here, guys, and and uh, is is some of the timeline fud. Uh, so let me know if if this is just total influencer uh, coping that we're seeing here. But I saw that. Pepe Coins is the OG. So this is the claim: is wait until the real the masses realize that not only is at Pepe Coins the OG Pepe from 2016, it also submitted its in-house contract to Etherscan two days before Pepe Coin ETH launched. Is this I, just? I tried to sue Cumrocket for using the 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 term that I've been using for a long time, and uh, I totally failed. <laughs> Is I there, did a five X on Cummies? Never forget. Is there any anything to like? No, is there anything notable about these tweets, or is this just a classic? Like people are, are pissed they missed out on profits and are trying to to fill a narrative. I mean, here? I, I I think I think the thing is is that like when they say like wait wait till people find out like <laughs> how do we think people are gonna like what do you like what are you talking about you think like like CNN is gonna like is going to have like a special and be like, hey, careful, before you buy Pepe, just so you know, there was another Pepe before Pepe coin. Yeah. And that's, you know, so you really got to be careful when you're buying Pepe. You know what I he, mean? Like, he's trying to make people find out. And when I say make people find out, I mean, he's trying to create something that doesn't exist. Yeah, like that. that's the thing. I just think like you, you got to, when you hear stuff like that, it's just like, do you think like people really care? Like, like they're not thinking they're not doing that kind of research 
when they're buying Pepe. They're buying Pepe because they're like, price goes up. This thing went to a billion dollars in two weeks. They don't give a shit if there's 9,000 Pepes before this Pepe because the other 9,000 Pepes probably never went above $20 million market cap. You know what I mean? So there's just, you know, a million people want to call the top. They want to call the FUD. They want to, you know, at the end of the day, like, People that are on retail, they they just hear Pepe, they see price go up, they're going to want to buy it. They're not going to care about that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Nate didn't buy it early enough, is what I'm he's, reading he, from that, if he bought yeah. it at all. And he's like literally like, no, pump this one. It's like, dude, it doesn't work that way. You got to remember that like, people think like Board Ape Yacht Club is like created by literal Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And they've been trying to spread that through mass media. That, that hasn't really slowed down Yuga Labs. Then they got sued and lost. And then they launched Pepe, and now they're rich again. So, I mean, that's the cycle of life, dude. Like, There's a lot of people that are in the business of pumping random-ass assets and then dumping them. So that's always going to be tough. Uh, Clemente, should we do the free NFT? Let's do it. Let's do it. Guys, claim to the, the password for today's free NFT is Relic1. Relic1. R-E-L-I-C-1. Uh, we we got a really special one today. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen and uh, and claim it. Peel any any backstory you want to provide on this Uh-oh. one? Oh well, this broke. Hold on one sec. You, Here we go. God damn. Did Breaking it? News? Well, hold on one sec. Is this? We got some live tech support here. It, well, it worked. I claimed the NFT, even if the animation didn't work. I claimed it. So, ladies and gentlemen, go to the nifty.com slash claim. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash C-L-A-I-M with the password relic one. R-E-L-I-C and then the number one. Today's title of the free NFT is the Lava Bone. And so the Lava Bone is a legendary artifact of untold power and canine mystique in the Bodagos universe. Forged in the fiery depths of the volcano, the Lava Bone glows with an otherworldly energy promising untold riches and rewards to those brave enough to seek it out. The Lava Bone, the first Bodagos relic. Hell yeah. Sorry, I'm trying Hell to... Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get it pulled up. Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The lava bone. Pio, is this a little bit of a new new art style? I'm absolutely loving this. I mean, the the relics have an art style onto themselves. Uh, dare I say, it's pretty legendary. The style. Yeah, this is this is incredible. This reminds me of the first time I went into Molten Core and tried to kill Ragnaros. It's like bringing back some real nostalgia to me. So, I love this. I'm assuming that's a video game reference. Uh, what? I said, I'm assuming that's a video game reference that you just said. Okay. Wow. Wow. Clemente, well, uh, it was a part of my life, okay? <laughs> so, like, for you just to be like, oh, that's a video game, dude. No, it was a group of 40 individuals trying to take down one of the hardest dungeons of all time. So, it was a little bit more than just a video game to me, P.O. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen. I see the issue with this. <laughs> that's, that's your show. Thank you for, for joining. Thank you for participating, sharing the love, commenting, liking, and supporting. Happy Friday. Have an absolute phenomenal weekend. Take a tequila shot for me for Cinco de Mayo in honor of Cinco de Drinco. And uh, we will see you all Monday. We'll be back in action. Thanks again. Shout out to Clemente, his first time hosting the show. Bravo, Clemente. Bravo. That's what we're talking about. There we go. Very nice. Good job, buddy.